What do you do when confronted with a challenge in life, as we all are from time to time? Do you question your self-worth and doubt the value you add to this world? Or do you recognize your own imperfections and love yourself just as you are? Flawed, but strong. Willing to take a risk, put yourself out there, and be your authentic self. The choice belongs to you. This is Confident Closers with Anna Maria Sanin. Welcome to a new episode of the Confident Closers podcast. My name is Anna Maria, and today I have an amazing guest, um, business uh, friend. It's uh, uh, how we met. Her name is Laura Brandale. Sorry about that. You um, actually pronounced it the right way, Anna Maria. So no correction okay. needed. I'm probably the one saying it wrong. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Laura is the president and partner of AFR, which is the American Financial the American Financial Resources. Laura, welcome to the Confident Closers. Um, thank you for being here. By the way, no, my my pleasure. This is so exciting. I love the opportunity to speak to you and your audience, and this is going to be fun. Totally is, totally is. So you know what, without uh, taking any more time, I would love to go ahead and introduce you and then allow um, you to go ahead and tell us a little bit about your journey um, and then go from there. So listeners, listen to this. Laura started her company in 2007 and she built AFR to be one of the top wholesaler lenders in the country. Um, when 2007, that's when, you know, things were going downhill in our industry, right? So that's amazing. She's on a mission to lift women up in the industry um, to their next level of success. Laura is a chair of the Women with Vision and board member and chair of the Namba Visionary Program and board of the New Jersey Mortgage Banker Association and chair of the Women Committee. And on top of that, she is the best-selling author of Say Yes Every Day as well as win or learn. Laura, wow, you've been doing so much, have done so much, and continue to do so much. And by the way, listeners, I get the pleasure to be on that uh, board of directors with Laura for the Women with Vision, and she's doing a great job just really keeping us, us together and leading um, this, this, chap, this, this, this board, uh, which if you're not aware of Women's with Vision, you need to go check it out. All right. So, Laura, I wanted to bring you on uh, because as, as uh, my listeners know, women, uh, Confident Closers is really a platform for women uh, in business, whether they're in our industry or not. But women who, um, you know, just like all of us, right, go through times and seasons in their lives of discouragement or success or um, just life itself and really want to be able to be empowered and uh, as well as lifted by other women like yourself to realize that they're not the only ones going through certain things in their lives, right? That they're not the only ones who are struggling or they're not the only ones experiencing certain things and that, you know, getting to the next level of success or even reaching that first level of success, it's all about consistency, persistence, right? And looking at a cup half full for that matter, right? And, 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 and looking at the possibilities. So with that said, um, you know, my first question to you would be, 
What are two moments in your life that were challenging to overcome or in other words, life-changing? But before you can even answer that, can you just give us a little uh, history on yourself, how you got into the business and a little bit about, you know, Laura herself? Absolutely. Well, number one, again, thank you so much for having me. And my journey kind of answers that question. So let's go back to here I am. You know, I, I had the pleasure and the joy of meeting my soulmate when I was still in high school. I met my husband at 17 years old, and we just knew that was it. We were going to be together forever. And for my 19th birthday, we got engaged. Well, shortly after that, I got pregnant. As we were engaged, we, we weren't married yet. I got pregnant and we were like, oh, well, how do you do? This is, this is the new world of, okay, we're going right into, you know, parenthood here. And at that time, we made the decision that my husband would keep going to college and he would go for the degree and I would take care of baby and figure out what we were going to do at night. Well, about a year in of baby land, I was like, man, I need something. You know, I need to be able to speak to people. I need to be able to build a career. I have to have, you know, more. But of course, we didn't have money for daycare. So I had to figure out how to do something at night. You know, that there wasn't, it wasn't such thing as gig economy or let me go online. That didn't exist back when this happened. So I'm like, you know what? I like to speak to people. I'm going to start going on the phone and I can sell or I can do surveys or I can do that type of thing. And I got a job at a marketing company. And so every night I would go to work at 5.30 at night when my husband came home and took over with the baby and I would go and I would call people. Well, the whole key to this is the account that I got put on was Champion Mortgage. And our role was to call homeowners to find out what interest rates they were paying and be able to see if they were interested in speaking to a loan officer about refinancing their high interest rate. Well, I was really, really, really good at getting people to say, sure, I'll speak to someone. And long story short, within about six months, I was running that entire call center. And within a few years, I stayed there for five years because I had another child. I loved working at night. I was now in management at this company. But when it was time to stop working at night, because now we're going to school, no more baby land, I said, well, what am I going to do? I'm going to go get a job at a mortgage company. And that was kind of the progression of my career within the industry. But Anna Maria, you know, you asked about those challenging times, right? You asked about what was that moment. See, I didn't have an option. I was in survival mode. I had to figure out how were we going to survive, you know, living off of one income that was not a lot of income at the time. My husband was still in college. He was like doing like apprenticeships and he was trying to get experience. And we were just trying to figure it out. As I can remember my parents dropping off baby formula at my apartment because baby formula is really expensive and I couldn't, I couldn't keep totally. up with diapers and baby <laughs> formula. So, you know, all those fast forward, 
fast forward in life here. I know that when I got to a successful level in the mortgage industry, when it was time for my parents to retire, that was my moment in time to give back to my parents that helped me during my struggle. And I was able to build onto my house so my parents never have to pay another bill for the rest of their lives and they can live out the retirement. Yeah. And that's why those struggles or those difficulties or those surprises that come up, they're lessons that we have to go through. And it really teaches us how much we should appreciate those that supported us and got us through that. Because sometimes you see the fast forward. You see my life in 2021. But if you look backwards and you saw what that young, scared girl looked like, I was in survival. Wow. Wow. Thank you. That, thank you for sharing that. So let me ask you this. Um, because I, I can totally relate, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners can relate of like, hey, I, I'm on survival mode. Like, I just need to do, I don't have a choice. That doesn't mean that the self-doubt or, um, you know, it's trying to hunt us and, 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 and take us down, right? So what were, you know, how did you handle that? Um, I mean, here you are trying to go to work right after your husband gets home. There isn't really enough money. So we're dealing with the stress of like, we don't have enough money, but I do need to go to work. And then when I'm at work, I need to focus on work because if I don't focus on work, that means that I don't perform. And if I don't perform, this is not going anywhere. So, you know, what was going on? Like, how did you get through those moments? You know, it's, it's funny. Here I am. Picture this, right? So I'm 21 years old and they put me in a management position, right? So here I am. I'm a mom, right? I, I've got this baby. I'm 21 years old. And in my mind, just what you just said, this self-doubt, this, oh, who the heck am I to be leading this, this team, right? Who am I? I'm a young kid, right? Do you know, Anna Maria, my, I have two older sisters. And I literally told people I was the age of my older sister that was six years older than me. I made up a whole, I literally took her year of birth <laughs> and added it onto my birthday. And I remember celebrating my 30th birthday at a place when I was 24. <laughs> I literally celebrated my 30th birthday I was 24 years old because I was so embarrassed in my mind. I was so embarrassed of who I was that I thought, well, the 30-year-old, they'll respect, right? They'll respect this leader. Now, looking back at all of this, Anna Maria, how silly was that? I didn't change anything from being pretending to be six years older. But in my mind, I thought those six years made me a better leader. It didn't. Yeah. Wow. The things we do, right? To just just play the part, to make ourselves feel more confident. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you for that. So if you can remember an aha moment in your life, right? Based on this story and this journey, for example, 
having to lie about your 30, <laughs> that you were 30 when you were turning that was 20. funny, right? <laughs> like, what was that aha moment in your life where things probably just clicked and said, I'm owning who I am, how old I am, the fact that, you know, here I am leading at such a young age, I'm a young mom, probably the odds of you and your husband becoming successful and making it uh, according to other people's views were not as high, right? So having to deal with what other people think, you know, what they want to make you believe, uh, and then what really is and what you guys were able to accomplish, like, what was that moment for you? Well, my biggest aha moment was actually say yes every day. And I'll tell you the story of where that came about. So now fast forward. So you mentioned in 2007, I started AFR Wholesale. Now listen, from 2007 to 2018, I was so living in my own bubble of a world, I didn't even know what was happening outside. I didn't know who was doing what. I didn't know who was running what. All I knew was my company and what I was doing every single day. But in 2018, the market turned. There was something called, for anyone in the mortgage business, but for those that are not, margin compression which means that the rates compressed and there wasn't as much margin or profit in each of the loans. So when this happened, here I am, I'm mama bear of my company now, right? I'm the mama and I have to figure out how to keep my company going and growing during a time of difficulty. It was the first time that someone asked me to go up and speak on a stage. Now remember, I've been in the mortgage industry for over 20 years. No one ever knew who I was. No one saw me. And in 2018, I got up on that stage. And afterwards, there was a row of women waiting to speak to me, to thank me for using my voice as a female mortgage executive. In that moment, something clicked inside my brain. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I can't believe I've almost been asleep for all these years, not realizing that we all have a voice and we need to share that voice with others. Because although maybe I don't resonate with everyone, but maybe there's some people that need to hear the story I just told. Maybe that story is going to make a difference in someone's life so that they realize, oh my God, I've been there. I lied that I was younger, or I did this, or I did that, or I Sometimes we need to hear other people's journeys so that we go, ah, I'm not the only one. We give ourselves permission not to be, you know, the only ones. Right? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, so I made a decision that moment that I will no longer live in my bubble. I will get out and I will share my voice. And that has been my, that's what Say Yes is about. It's about being open to exposing myself to the outside world and having everything. I go into everything with no preconceived notions or expectations. See, Anna Maria, a lot of times the reason why people don't do things is because they expect something is going to happen after they do it. And if that thing, whatever's in their mind, doesn't happen They say, oh, I tried, I give it a whirl, it didn't work, and they don't try again. But see, by saying yes every day, you're opening yourself up that 
I said yes and I won. I don't need anything else to happen. That's I awesome. I this moment. That's awesome. And so, Laura, I'm assuming that by you saying yes and stepping on that stage that day and realizing that, you know, other women needed to hear you um, and that it was okay to simply be you and share and, and expose yourself because you were by doing so, you were giving permission to other women. I'm assuming that that also continued to open more doors to different organizations. And it's how you are now, you know, board and, and, and member of organizations like NAMBA, like, you know, MBA, now Women with Vision, right? And, and all these other, I'm sure, like small events and things that you participate on, correct? That is correct. A ripple started to happen. It started with one thing. And then as I started sharing my voice, other people were like, hey, Lord, like, like, you know, I, I write for two magazines, you know, one Women with Vision and one Mortgage Women magazine. And I, I just came from an event in California where they asked me to speak at the California Association of Mortgage Professionals. Like all of this is just because I put myself out there. Now, I don't go into anything saying I'm going to become a board member or I'm going to do this or this is going to happen. It's authentically just maybe my voice can help one other person. Maybe it'll make a difference in how a woman views herself. Maybe they'll realize that I didn't have all the answers back when I was in my 20s. I was trying to survive. I was trying to figure it out. I beat myself up and said, you made a huge mistake. You know, how are you ever going to be able to afford formula or diapers? Like, how are you ever going to do that? Well, guess what? I can afford the formula and the diapers now. I got it. <laughs> I got it. But, but at that time, I thought that was it. That moment changed everything in my life. And I'm here to tell all the ladies out there, you are not defined by one mistake or two mistakes. Or if you fall down, get back up, brush yourself off, put your hair, you know, comb through your hair and say, I've got this because you do. Don't let one thing define you. I love that. I love that. And on that same note, you know, I'm sure you didn't have it all figured out. You know, there was like you just said, I, we don't need to have it figured out. We don't need to be perfect at anything because what are we perfect at? Truthfully, um, you know, there is a such thing as perfection, right? We're always growing. We're always learning. And, and, and those who, you know, Laura, and, and, and I, I've come to understand that those who, make the most impact are those of us who are willing to honestly and transparently say, I made a mistake. I don't know it all, but this is what I know so far. And this is what's worked for me. Right. And so that's just, that's what I'm hearing from you is, is that, you know, that accepting yourself as is and being vulnerable to simply step out and, 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 and be you and, and say yes every day and allow other women to do the same. That's exactly right. It's, you know, somebody said to me once that she is unapologetically like her name, her name was Marissa. And she said to me, it took me a long time to be unapologetic Marissa. And when she said that, I kind of like stopped a moment and said, yeah, 
why are we always apologizing for this or that, or I'm not perfect at this, or I made this mistake, or I did this? No, all of that is who we are. And all we can do is be unapologetic Anna Maria and unapologetic Laura. That's who we are. And as women, we try to be everything to everyone, but it starts with us. We have to own who we are first. And when we are confident in who we are, then we can give so much more to Amen. others. Amen. Totally. Totally. All right. So with that, I want you to tell us about your book because yes. this book, uh, which is Say Yes Every Day, right? Um, I know from what I've heard to this took you some time, right? To be confident and say, this is it. I'm putting my book out. So tell us this journey and how do you feel today after you overcame that fear? Yes, I, I told this story at the Vision Summit that, you know, the reason I, I had a goal that by a certain birthday, I would write this book. And it just so happened that that birthday coincided with um, COVID. And luckily, it actually worked out to our favor because I wasn't traveling. I wasn't going to shows. I wasn't on the highway in traffic. So I'm like, okay, it must be just the right time to do this. So here I am. I'm, I'm working on this book. And the plan was we're going to release it February, right? And I actually picked 2121 because I just thought that was a really cool date, right? 2121. Yeah. So here we are for months and months and months and months. My God. I mean, I started it. Let's think. The first time I reached out to someone to help me was in beginning of 19. And the first person that I reached out to was someone I knew and I wanted her to be like my ghostwriter. And we started the journey. Like she would interview me and I would get on these calls. And now I, I, Started doing it like February of 19. By July, she gave me the first version. I hated it. I literally read it and I was like, this isn't my voice. This isn't who I am. I, it's not the message I want. I closed it and I said, I guess it's not meant to be. I'm not doing this. But then COVID came and I said, I have a feeling this is the right time. So here we are. It's February 1st. Leading up to that day, I'm driving my husband crazy. I am like, Tony, I can't believe I'm going out to the entire industry and telling them I got pregnant at 19 and I wasn't married and I had no money and I was a telemarketer and everything else. I'm like, what is going to happen? I said, either people are going to think this is great or people are going to be like, how did she get to be president and partner of a company? How did this happen? So one of two things are going to happen. So on that day, we release it. And I told you I was a lunatic. Literally for a week, I was a lunatic with my husband. I mean, he just wanted to probably just tell me to be quiet. So finally that day, at the end of the day, I said to my husband, let's just, I have to go out. I got to go for a bike ride. And I, I was in Scottsdale. And so we go for a bike ride and we always stop at a willow tree, the same willow tree. It's like our willow tree that we sit under and we, we just have conversation. And my husband said, let's see how the book is doing. And he pulled up Amazon and it was a bestseller. Wow. So my message to every woman out there, I don't care what your story is. Tell your story. 
own it. Write your story. Put it in a blog. Write it down. You can self-publish. You can anyone can write a book now. It is not like back in the day when Random House had to come knock on your door. It's not like that anymore. You can self-publish. Share your story, yeah. ladies. Wow, that is amazing. Uh, I love that story. And what a, uh, not even a surprise, I guess, what a relief for you after all day going crazy, driving your husband crazy all week. And then it's like, what are you so worried about? It's the bestseller. People love you. (laughs) You've been doing this anyhow already. I mean, you know, previously in 2018, when you decided, hey, I'm going to go step out on the stage and I'm going to be me. Right. But now it's just like putting it in a book. I'm sure it was more of like, well, now I'm literally just writing it down. Like I can't erase it. Like (laughs) The thing is, it's not like delete or it's not like, oh, I'll pull it off of YouTube. Yeah, it's it's like out there. Right. It's like, I don't know. And I guess but that's that's where we learn, Anna Maria, is that we our comfort zone really is not. Like you can't look at it as I'm in a safe place because if we are not challenging ourselves and we are not going outside of that comfort, we're not growing. We're not learning. And yes, it's scary. I was very scared. I I have to tell you, I I was so vulnerable. Like I, I was in a state of panic. Why? Because I was afraid of how people would judge me. I was afraid of what people would think. Ladies, we have to get over that. Because like, like you said, like if we're authentic and we're ourselves, people are drawn to that. People love that. It's only when we try to be something we're not that turns people off. Yes. Yes. And, you know, I want to add a little bit because I remember it was women like you who gave me permission to step out and to own my weaknesses and to own, you know, uh, and to be vulnerable and, and to just simply be so that I can become that vision. I can, you know, step into those shoes. And my journey started almost 12 years ago. Uh, but it was because of one woman who I saw who was owning herself, who was, you know, stepping out and being a voice that I opened that door and once we do that, we continue to come across more and want more women who are like that because we are becoming like that. And it's just a matter of attracting, we start attracting one another. And ladies, I got to say, like, I'm still on this journey. And I'm sure, you know, Laura is also on the journey herself. And every woman who steps out, you know, we're constantly growing, we're constantly being challenged. Uh, we're constantly having as, as confident and as authentic and as we are. We're constantly having self-doubt for the smallest things. I mean, you know, you would think like, how are you self-doubting yourself on this when you've done so much of you've overcame that, but it's just part of human nature. You know, it's, it's that, but it's not what happens. It's, it's, it's how we react towards what happens and how we learn to handle those moments. And so, um, thank you for being part of that movement, you know, for, for, for becoming another woman leader who steps out and and has a voice. And we need that so much in the mortgage space. I remember I started six years ago and, you know, and, and, and the mortgage industry, I started six years ago in the mortgage industry and, and so many women were so afraid 
to step out and to be. And so um, you came about, you know, Christine Beckwith came about and all these other ladies. And I was like, yes, finally, like this industry is moving forward and women are doing it. And I was just so empowered and, and, and so happy to see that. Um, because also I was insecure because I was like, okay, I'm ready to be a voice, but I don't have the experience that these women have. And so I can only be so much of a voice, <laughs> but yeah. And so. I think, and I think, Anne-Marie, it's interesting. I don't know if our industry was ready, like back, you know, 10 years ago or 12 years ago or 14 years ago. So I, I almost wonder, like when I was focused and I was building my company, I, I don't think it was the right time to share my voice. Like, I, I don't know if the industry was ready. It's ready now. Like yeah. now it's like, we are here and we're together and we're going to pull everyone forward. And now I, I made a running joke that now that I use my voice, you're not going to quiet me because I've realized the power in all of our voices. Yes. So we need to share that. Yes. And that's another great point there. You know, perfect timing, right? Sometimes we think, well, I should have done it before. It should have happened, you know, at another time. No, ladies, you know, things are meant to happen when they're happening. And if they didn't happen at a certain time or they're just happening now is because you were in preparation of or the industry or your listeners weren't ready for you. So that's a great point, Laura. Thank you for, for bringing that up. Um, let me ask you this. Is there anything you would have done differently? And actually that sort of ties up right now to what I just said. <laughs> no, no, but you know, I will tell you the one thing that I didn't have that I wish existed, but again, it wasn't the right time, right? I will say to every woman out there, one thing I did not do, and again, it might just be because it didn't exist. We didn't have networking opportunities when I was coming up in the industry. There were no such things as women with vision and all these women's groups and committees and things like that. And it was a struggle because you felt like you were the only and you didn't fit in. You couldn't go play golf because it was all guys or you didn't go to the bar because I had little kids at home. So I couldn't go out after night. I had to go home. You know, I had to, I had to take care of a family. So I didn't have the opportunity to network. And if there was something that could have existed at that time, I would have changed that. I would have made more female connections years ago because I have leaps and bounds in terms of my effect on the industry just by being part of all of these different great communities. So I would say to anyone listening to this, I understand that. Listen, if you've got little ones at home, it might be hard to get on an airplane and go to a conference or it might be difficult to stay out late because we all know it's it's tough, you know, being on both sides. Try to do even if it's a virtual thing, even if it's a Facebook group, even if it's a LinkedIn group, try to network in whatever way works for you in the season you're living in, because it is very important for your career. And you also make some really good friends on the personal side, too. Totally. Totally. That is a great advice. Now, let's take it back a little bit because I know this is on that, but were there anything, you know, and talking back to women who may be really connected with you on the fact that 
um, you had, you had it very challenging when you went back, you know, when you decided that you needed to work and then you became a manager and you wanted to help your husband and, and you had a little baby and, um, you know, all the decisions that you made and everything that you did, was there anything that you, uh, probably would have done differently or not? I wouldn't because I'm one of those people that I believe that everything that happened in the past was for a reason, good or bad. You know, regardless of what the outcome was, I believe that that was the way it was supposed to be. And where I am today is because of those things that happened behind me. So I wouldn't change anything with the exception of I think I could have even gone even further if there was a networking capability. Then. prior to 2018. You know, I think I probably could have even, and, and I'm very happy and, and satisfied and grateful for everything yeah. where I am. But I think let's take it from an impact standpoint, being able to affect as many um, and imp- positively influence as many people as possible. I think I could have made even a bigger impact if I had started earlier. Yeah. And that's a great point, you know, um, not regretting certain things or wanting to change things because at the end of the day, those experiences, those moments are the ones who build our character to be the woman we are to be today and, or we are to be tomorrow. Right. And so, um, that's the way I look at it as well. You know, sometimes we think, well, I should have done this like that, or I should have, you know, should have, should have, at the end of the day, it was how it was. And if it wasn't for that, you wouldn't know what you know today. You wouldn't be in the place that you are today. And whether that place you are, find yourself today, maybe is not the best place you want to be in. You have experiences that are the ones who are going to lead you to the next step. And so every decision, I agree, uh, or what we do, it's what makes up who we are, That's right? Exactly um, right. Own awesome. It. Awesome. Um, now. What's your source of confidence, fuel that gives you that fuel of confidence? What what do you do to be in that space? So I, you, you have to, again, look at my life. So because I was such a young mom and I was in survival mode, everything in my career was fueled by the fact that I had to provide for my family, right? Me and my husband had to figure out how do we buy a house? And we did. We bought our first house at, I was 25 years old. I figured it out, right? I'm, I still own that house today. So I had to figure out how do we become homeowners? Then I had to figure out how do I send my kids to college so that they never have to pay a student loan? Like that was important to me. That is something that I said, I need to figure this out. I didn't necessarily have all the answers when I started thinking about it, but I figured it out. So I've learned that my confidence, and to this day, even though it's changed why I'm doing it, to this day, I use other people to fuel me. I'll give you an example. Right now, you've heard I'm on a lot of boards and women's groups. Helping other women be their best selves and reach the levels that they never dreamed. That's part of my fuel now. So it's changed from, it started as my kids and it started as getting them to be out on their own and being successful. And now it's turned to helping all the women in our industry. So for me, my confidence comes from helping others. 
That is what fuels me. That is what keeps me motivated. Just like I, I told you about when my parents came to me when they were ready to retire and they said, Laura, we never owned a home. We raised the four of you. We put everybody through college. We never owned a home. And now we're in New Jersey and you can't afford to retire in New Jersey. You know, you can't own a home. They said, can we build onto your house and be able to stay in that house, the house I bought when I was 25? And I said, my God, this is my way to give back to my parents. This is a way that I can take care of them when they took care of me when I needed them. So yeah. that is what fuels me. That's what gives me confidence. I put other people first and I get out of my own head. There is no option for failure because I'm doing it for someone else. And we as women, that's what fuels us. We always want to give to our kids. We want to give to our teams. We want to give to our partners. That's what fuels us. So put other people first and you're unstoppable. Awesome. Awesome. All right. And uh, well, I think that actually leads to the next question, which is put into, you know, what are two tips of advice you can share with our listeners in moments of distress or doubt? One of them for you is putting other people first. Um, What would be number two? So I speak a lot about how you start your day, right? When I speak to a lot of women, they a lot of women struggle with feeling a little out of control, meaning they've got so much going on and they just feel like they're, I, I like to call it ping-ponging. You're ping-ponging all over the place, right? I'm like bouncing from one thing to the other. I like to say like a chicken with a head caught yeah. off. They're running around. <laughs> all over the place. Right. And we've all been there. We all know what that feels like. And that's very common. Yes. So my next piece of advice that I have really, really learned is one of my methods of success is my routine, my morning routine. And I like to call it the genius zone. You have to figure out for you, when is when are you in that genius zone? When are you like firing on all cylinders and you like are creative and your things come to you easily and everything is in the zone? For me, it's early in the morning. Other people I've spoken to, it's later later at night or it, when the kids go to bed or something like that. Some people, it's the middle of the day. You have to learn when it's best for you. And you have to find that time to be blocked out so that you can focus. Because if you're in this constant running around like a chicken without with your head cut off, you're always going to feel behind. And that leads to self-doubt. And that leads to not feeling like you're together or organized. And that will just continue to build until you're to a level of burnout. So that would be my next piece of advice. Awesome. Thank you. All right. And we are about to wrap this up. So um, you have some projects, actually events coming up. um, And I want to make sure that I share these. So the upcoming Namba event on September 16th through the 19th, um, you'll be there as again, as a chair and board member. So you guys, if you want to learn more about this, also make sure that you are following Laura on her Instagram Facebook, and LinkedIn account. You can Google Laura Brandeo and you will find her on your Google search. Okay. So if you can't uh, find her LinkedIn account or whatnot, which I am going to share on the notes of 
this video as well as the podcast for you who are listening to um, this episode. So there will be there. But um, NAMBA is happening September 16th through the 19th. Where is this NAMBA event, Laura? It's in Atlanta, Georgia. Perfect. Okay. And then we have on September as well, you're going to be at the AIM Fuse event. This is for Brokers Are Better. Um, And this is, I believe, it starts either the 23rd or the 24th to the 25th. I know that. I think so. So, Yeah. Uh, But so Laura will be there as well. And then... In October, that's October 6th, Laura will be at the New Jersey MBA uh, event, again, as a chair and board member. And so you will be speaking at these events, correct? Yep. And that one is in Atlantic City, New Jersey. Perfect. Oh, I remember I was there two years ago. Look at that. that was like pre-COVID. How quick that went by, right? <laughs> all right. All right. Awesome. All right. Well, to all of our listeners, like I said, for you to contact Laura, make sure that you're following her on all her social media channels. Um, also, go purchase her book. If you want to learn more about her journey and be inspired by her way of looking at life and what has helped her. Because at the end of the day, like Laura was saying earlier, um, you know, it's maybe that one thing, right, that that you went through or that you're going through that you can totally relate to Laura and learn from her experience and how she confronted her situations and was able to overcome. Because as we share and we connect with one another, it's how we inspire one another. And it's how we allow ourselves to flourish and to grow and to step out of that cave maybe that we find ourselves in, you know, that dark space where we see no way out. Um, So make sure you do that. And then also make sure that if you are interested in also learning about this book, which is a, um, she's a co-author on this book. And that is, which one is that? Hold on. That is the win or learn. Um, This book you can also find in Amazon. Um, With that said, Laura, thank you so, so much for taking the time. I know you have a really busy schedule um, and it's really an honor to have you here and to have our listeners, my listeners here, just, just, you know, have the privilege and the opportunity to hear from you. So I truly appreciate this time. The pleasure has been mine. Thank you so much. And remember, ladies, we are our own worst critic. Give yourself some grace and realize that the minute that you were born, you were a winner. Yes. Love that. Thank you so much. All right, you guys, you heard it directly from Laura Brandeo, and I will see you guys on the next episode of The Confident Closers. I cannot wait to introduce you to our next amazing speaker. Till next time, y'all have a great day. Take care. Thanks for listening to Confident Closers. We hope you gleaned some insight and find a way to take action and make a positive change in your life today. Not tomorrow, not someday, now is the time. Learn about Anna Maria's latest projects and get social on Facebook at Confidence Closers, on Instagram at The Confident Closer. Until next time, keep that chin up, walk tall, and support the women in your life to do the same. Because together, we are strong. Thanks for listening.